Welcome to Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. I'm delighted to have with me today uh, Dr. Morcine McDermott and Dr. Leonie Brose, uh, both from King's College London, to talk about their article uh, that was just recently published in Addiction. The article, uh, The Effectiveness of Using E-Cigarettes for Quitting Smoking Compared to Other Cessation Methods Among Adults in the United Kingdom. Um, so, uh, why is it important uh, to know whether uh, e-cigarettes or vaping products help with smoking cessation? So, um, we know that smoking is very harmful. So, across the world, it kills about 7 to 8 million people a year. And in England, it's about 78,000 people per year die from smoking. And many of the smokers in England try to quit smoking every single year, but most people aren't successful when they try to quit smoking. And we know from other surveys that e-cigarettes have become one of the most, or have become the most popular aid that smokers use when they attempt to quit smoking. So about, I think, 27% of smokers, when they make a quit attempt, use an e-cigarette to quit. So obviously it's really important to know if that use of an e-cigarette helps them to quit if it makes it more likely that they're successful or even less likely, possibly. Okay, and so your study looked at this in, um, in a bit more detail. Uh, can you tell us what you, what you found? Did vaping products help people to quit smoking? Um, so yes, they did. Um, so what we, well, it's important to note at this point that we had two different outcomes for the study. So we looked at whether people were abstinent for one month at the end of the follow, follow-up period. And we also looked at whether during the same period people achieved one month of abstinence, whether or not they were still smoking or had quit at the end. Uh, and we found that for uh, one month of abstinence at the end of the follow-up period, those who used electronic cigarettes daily uh, had between three and five times greater odds of achieving abstinence than those who had used no help to, give up, uh, to quit smoking. So the higher rate of abstinence, the one for over, that had over five times odds, that was for the newer model electronic cigarettes, as we term them, which are the refill and modular electronic cigarettes. Uh, but even with the older model electronic cigarettes, those who use them daily had over three times greater odds of quitting smoking compared to those who'd used no help. So uh, why was there that difference between different types of e-cigarettes? Is that to do with know, rate of absor- absorption or how much nicotine they deliver, do you know? Um, I mean, I think, at least in my mind, it's most likely to do with the amount of nicotine they consumed. So we know from studies of nicotine replacement therapy that higher levels of adherence to the dose that you're prescribed, so essentially the more nicotine that you take in that you're replaced, is associated with uh, increased chances of quitting smoking. And it's most likely a similar effect uh, going on here. So those who consumed more nicotine had a higher... um, chances of success. To add to that, I think there may also be some other factors coming into play. So people who buy more advanced, maybe more expensive models of e-cigarettes, maybe they're more committed to using them more. And also, I think, so our data are a few years old and people who use disposable e-cigarettes, so the old types, as we call them, they're probably not, they probably didn't go into a vape shop to buy them. And there is, when people go into a vape shop to buy their devices, they may be getting some additional advice about switching and about using the right combination of devices and liquids and all that. So I I imagine that may also play a role, but we didn't um, assess that in this study. That's interesting. Um, 
So does that also relate to the frequency? Because you did control for frequency of vaping, and that was something that you were quite uh, specific about in the article. Um, and again, is that related to the amount of nicotine that presumably someone's then um, uh, ingesting? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, when I, yeah, so we looked at two things. Obviously, we looked at the type of electronic cigarette that people used, uh, and we looked at the frequency with which they used it as well. And it was only daily use of electronic cigarettes that seemed to be associated with higher rates of abstinence. Um, and that was irrespective of whether people were using the older model electronic cigarettes that uh, I suppose theoretically would deliver less nicotine or whether they were using the newer, more advanced, more effective models. So uh, it seems to be maybe that I don't know, perhaps people are able to titrate their dose so that even when they're using the older models, by using them regularly, by using them daily, they're able to get as much nicotine as they need. Um, because I know there was a similar effect found with what used to be called light cigarettes, where people would essentially uh, suck them harder to get the amount of nicotine that they needed. So I suppose this finding suggests that there might be a similar effect going on with the electronic cigarettes, that even if they're using models that are less efficient at delivering nicotine, they're able to use them more frequently to get the amount of nicotine that they need. So, um, uh, what, so why is frequent use so important? I think one of the reasons is that smoking is a behavior that you repeat very often. So you may do it 10, 20, 30 times a day. And then if you're trying to change that behavior and the alternative you're using less than daily, it's quite unlikely to have any impact on your behavior. And we can think about that in terms of other behaviors as well. If you're trying to achieve any change, it's probably not that helpful if you're doing something once a week. Or even if we're thinking of it in terms of medication, if you're using any medication for an ongoing health problem and you're only using it very occasionally, it's unlikely to be as beneficial as if you're using it every single day. And I think the same applies to e-cigarettes. That doesn't mean I see them as a medication, but just to achieve the best outcome, you will need to do something every single day. In your study, you also looked at the effectiveness of uh, stop smoking medications, as well as the effectiveness of, of vaping products. It seems odd that something such as vaping products that aren't licensed uh, medicines come out as more effective than smoking cessation medication, which, which are. Is there a reason why vaping products aren't, aren't licensed? I think it's uh, important to reflect on the fact that this, in this study, people were able to self-select the type of stop smoking um, product that they used uh, to help them to quit. Uh, so we know from psychotherapy research that accommodation of client preference in you know, the selection of the psychotherapy modality that people use is positively associated with, um, with the outcome. So if people choose the modality, uh, that suits them and that they like, essentially, they're more likely to have a better outcome. And it's possibly a similar effect going on here. You know, people are able to choose the stop smoking product that they like, you know, that fits in with their lifestyle, satisfies their various needs or preferences. And because of this, it's more likely to work. Um, but of course, you know, specifically talking about electronic cigarettes, uh, you know, it's important to remember that the effect that we're seeing here, that electronic cigarettes are help, effective at help people, helping people to give up smoking is also found in trials of evidence. So it's not just client's preference that is driving these findings. You also, you picked out in your study, which I thought was, was quite interesting, that there was, um, there was some associations seen between people who had 
um, previous quit attempts in the last, was it six months um, to a year? So what other things did you find in the study that were associated with uh, successful quit attempts? Yeah, so I think we found a you know, level of addiction to nicotine, nicotine dependence, which is you know, commonly uh, negatively associated with um, successful abstinence. Um, and we also found that those who had made a previous quit attempt were more likely to quit. Um, and this is, you know, a very common finding in behavioural research. Uh, past behaviour is a very strong um, predictor of future behaviour. So it's likely that those who had attempted to quit smoking before, um, you know, they've been around the block, they knew what to expect. And so that um, increased their chances of success the next time. So, uh, again, in your, in your background um, section and, and, and throughout, actually, you talk about the quality of current studies of, of vaping for smoking cessation and that, that of all the studies that look at this, only a, only a handful met the, uh, the quality rating inclusion criteria that you used. Uh, can you say a bit more about that criteria and perhaps why uh, so much research doesn't meet that, um, that cut-off point? Um, so yeah, so there's been a huge amount of research done on whether electronic cigarettes help people to give up smoking. Um, and I think it's fair to say that the findings have been very variable. Um, but actually, when you look into the detail of what those studies have looked at, lots of them have, you know, essentially looked at whether people who started vaping for any reason subsequently stopped smoking. Um, and there's obviously a number of difficulties with taking that approach, not least because, um, you know, in order to give up smoking, essentially people have to try to give up smoking. And this is something that wasn't examined in lots of the different studies. Also, as we were speaking to earlier on, you know, the type of electronic cigarette that people were using, um, which would give you an idea of, you know, how much nicotine they were getting into the system and whether this was likely to be adequate, how frequently they were using it as well. Um, and really to answer the question of whether uh, using an electronic cigarette helps people to give up smoking, you need to have a slightly more nuanced approach with a bit more detail uh, than simply looking at any association between using an electronic cigarette and stopping smoking at some subsequent time point. So in 2018, there was an article published in Addiction by Volanti and colleagues, and they set out a list of six criteria um, which would enable you to determine whether um, a study had actually evaluated whether electronic cigarettes help someone to give up smoking or not. Um, I haven't looked at the research much um, since then to get a sort of up-to-date approach, but I know in her study, I think there were three different um, studies that met the criteria at the time. And when you're looking at that more sort of nuanced approach, I think the evidence comes out quite strongly that using electronic cigarettes explicitly to give up smoking uh, does have a benefit, beneficial effect. Can you just say a little bit more about the group of participants that you used and um, how you used the longitudinal data across those uh, different time points? In 2012, we started a survey of adult smokers and recent ex-smokers and also vapors, and we asked them lots of different questions about their smoking behavior and their vaping behavior. And then in the next few years, we kept asking the same group of people different questions about smoking and vaping. And we also added new participants at several waves so that we didn't run out of participants, basically, because not everyone takes part again. And for this particular study, we used um, 
five different waves between 2012 and 2017 and always paired one wave with the next wave. So if someone was a smoker in one wave and then um, was still included in the next wave, we included them in this study and asked them about whether they had stopped, attempted to stop smoking and what they had used to stop smoking, what to try and stop smoking. And in that way, we could combine all the five different waves and get more information out of the sample we had. And this was a sample from um, the United Kingdom, mostly from England, but also Scotland, Wales, and some people from Northern Ireland included. You mentioned, you mentioned about um, uh, participants uh, self-selected the type of um, smoking cessation aids that they used in your study. Do you know why people might prefer, say, e-cigarettes over other stop smoking um, uh, forms of support? I mean, it is possibly, yeah, due to sort of preference effects. I mean, behavioural replacement is an important part of uh, smoking cessation. I think that's why, you know, you have products like the, the nicotine inhaler, because it obviously um, is a very analogous to smoking in terms of the hand-mouth action and then the provision of nicotine as well. And it's possible that, uh, and we know also that electronic cigarettes in terms of the speed in which they're able to deliver nicotine is quite close to cigarettes. So um, in terms of, I think, providing that direct replacement of both the behavioural action and um, the levels of nicotine, I think that electronic cigarettes, due to their proximity of cigarettes, is probably a lot of the reason why people find it helpful to give up smoking. Um, in our study, we found that stop smoking medications were helpful, were effective compared to using no help at helping people to achieve one month of abstinence but uh, the same effect wasn't found when we looked at um, achieving one month of abstinence at the end of the follow-up period. Uh, we don't really have a clear explanation for this, but obviously it's important to reflect that these um, products, so you know, nicotine replacement therapy, uh, Zyban, Champix, are effective methods to help people to give up smoking. So we wouldn't want to denigrate them too much you know there's a lot of trial evidence in support of those but just in our sample it might be that electronic cigarettes are easier for people to use under real world conditions compared to nicotine replacement therapy where actually the sort of optimal dosing regimen is a bit more complex and possibly a bit more difficult uh, to achieve without support or or compared to other stop smoking medications for example uh, Zyban and Champix that don't have that um, behavioral replacement element. Um, okay, so second to last question um, from your study. What are the um, what are the implications of your study uh, for policymakers? So I think some implications for policymakers are to continue to sort, support e-cigarettes as one option for quitting smoking for adult smokers, and also recently there have been some calls, for example, from the WHO to consider banning specific types of e-cigarettes, so particularly those types that can be refilled or that are modular. And those were the types that in our study were associated with the highest odds of success. So I think there's a risk of having unintended consequences of banning particular types of e-cigarettes that should be considered really carefully. Thank you. Um, and finally, where should people um, where should people look if they want to know more about um, e-cigarettes or smoking cessation uh, research? So one source for e-cigarette research are 
um, reports published by Public Health England every year. Obviously, I'm biased there because I'm one of the authors of those reports, but they really do combine a lot of information about the evidence on e-cigarettes from England, but also from other countries. And we often have chapters, always several times we had chapters on using e-cigarettes for smoking cessation and the evidence for that. So that's one source. And then if people are interested in stopping smoking, they should look for evidence-based um, support and could, for example, speak to their GP and where available, the, G the GP may be able to refer them to stop smoking services to support them.